Welcome back, sporting fans, to another, well, this one will be less than spectacular episode of Paint the Wall podcast. I am Steve, as always, and I am joined this time by a man who has a black belt in paper mache. I refer to him as Logan. Yeah, it started as like a, you know, like a COVID hoppy. And, uh, you know, just went from there. Okay. So you yeah, acquired very... this, you acquired it quickly then. Yeah, it's it's pretty recently. That's pretty cool, really. Yeah, my instructor said it was a, uh, you know, called me a prodigy and like you know all that fun stuff, and mm-hmm. so yeah, but well, I don't like to talk about it much. But thanks. Well, I thought the people would find it interesting, so mm-hmm. I'm throwing it out there. Yep. Yep. Hit us up at uh, hashtag Paint the Wall Podcast, and we'll uh, answer all your paper, paper mache questions. Well, he will. I know nothing about paper mache except for the fact that it is paper and water. I really hope people understand this is a joke. Please don't. I mean, I guess do tweet at us and still hashtag or at us, but I will Google your answer. Yeah, no, 100%. Any, literally any paper mache questions you have, send them over. We'll answer them uh, next week when we inevitably don't have anything positive to talk about again. <laughs> uh, at some point, we'll switch this to a paper mache podcast. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, a uh, seamless transition here into our... Yeah awful performance we had against Colorado uh, mm-hmm. who was the worst team in the league until they played us and now we're the worst team in the league. Yeah, let's go. Uh, this one was a rough one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zero one loss at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bummer. Colorado mm-hmm. looked awful the entire game but managed yeah. to score. Awful. Give me your opening thoughts. What did you, what did you think about it? I mean, I mean, yeah, you, you said the words it's awful. I mean, this game was the per- perfect encapsulation of our season. Um, we dominated in essentially every metric that matters. Um, expected goal, we were you know zero point eight to their zero point five. Um, you know shots eighteen to their eight. Shots on target was was two two. Um, passing accuracy, we had them by thirteen. I mean possession, we we had sixty percent possession. Um, it's just everything you could possibly want to happen. Um, we did, we did, except we just aren't getting the quality chances. Uh, and I, as Steve alluded to in the previous episode, I, you know, I was given the opportunity to uh, go for a press pass. I was there for Peter's post game interview. Uh, he took very few questions, so I was not able to ask a question. But um, you know, the question was asked of him. You know, what does it take to to start converting these goals? And his response was very short, but it was simply. We have to get quality chances. We are not getting quality chances right now. We're just getting, uh, we're just getting, that. anyway. Quality chances. We're just not getting them. Um, we're getting lots and lots of mediocre opportunities. We're just not getting stuff that counts. So, anyway, there it is. It sucks. It was bad. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not really understanding why we're not getting quality chances. Because the lead up to the chances are there, like you said, we had mm-hmm. eighteen shots. We had—I don't know if you said this, but um, like thirty-one crosses, I think it was eight different corners. We had sixty percent of the possession. Like we were the better team, and it wasn't even close mm-hmm. the entire yeah. game. Absolutely. You know, they scored on a fluky little. Uh, honestly, it was like a bicycle kick clearance that the defender had, which was actually kind of cool. You know, yeah. it, it went right to Diego Rubio, which was nobody's going to say was on purpose. It was a bicycle no. clearance. It just happened to go right to Diego Rubio. He mm-hmm. turned around. You know, Voltaire was hustling to get back, but he couldn't quite get back fast enough. 
But well, on, he kind of he did, and it would credit where it's due. Rubio had a great play on it. I mean, right. he made a good move to get around him. But anyway, keep on. Yeah, but I, like you know, you know, I ha- I have I wrote down about this game like that. These kind of goals happen. This kind of stuff happens. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't really have a whole lot to say about that goal. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they got a weird clearance. It went right to Rubio, and it was him and, like, one other defender. Mm-hmm. Voltaire gets back, but, you know, he's coming back so fast that mm-hmm. Rubio's able to just kind of, like, shift around him and then took a very quick shot uh, that, honestly, I don't think Timmy was ready for. I don't think he was quite thinking he was going to shoot right in that moment. No, I agree. Um, so, you know, there's I've heard some people and seen some stuff on Twitter about people thinking Pulse Camp saves that goal because he's a little bit, like the way he plays um plays more into that type of shot so maybe yeah. he actually saves that goal but i've heard mm-hmm. those same people that were like yeah he probably saves that goal but three other saves that <laughs> timmy made during that game he doesn't make so we end up losing three nothing instead of one eh, that's all you maybe. know who, who knows about any of that kind of stuff yeah but, no you know, i don't i don't put that one on timmy i, I mean, don't either and my point is like those kind of goals happen it's the mls we're still playing again you know diego rubio's mm-hmm. good not when he played for us but diego <laughs> rubio's good now and for some reason he does love playing against Kansas city mm. he always seems to score against us and always sure seems to does. be big goals so that kind of stuff happens the problem mm-hmm. with this goal is that we didn't score not the goal sorry problem with this game is that we didn't right. score that's the problem right. it has nothing to you know this should have been a two to one three to one win mm-hmm. and that goal is just like wow they got a fluky goal that happens mm-hmm. but exactly it's it, you're gonna have a hard time shutting out a mls offense i mean they are professionals too like you say countless times so the problem isn't that we let the goal the problem is is we are scoring too yeah exactly and yeah, it's exactly as you said it's infuriating you know at this mm-hmm. point and i know the last two bad losses or losses that we've had i was like i'm gonna be I'm going to try to be positive this episode. I am not going to do that this time. I was furious watching the game, you mm-hmm. know, typing out my notes here before we recorded today. I got mm-hmm. furious all again. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I, I'm annoyed by it. We just look yeah. slow and lazy, and there's no finishing mentality. You know, mm-hmm. Peter mentioned a few different times in a couple different interviews. I don't know if it was in the post game one. Um, I don't remember specifically, but he mentioned that Johnny was open twice wide open with shots on goal, potential mm-hmm. shots on goal twice, but nobody passed the ball to him. Yeah. We're just not we're not seeing these open lanes, but it doesn't make sense because you know, 60% of the possession and we have like 600 passes, complete passes and I don't know, right. this whole 37 passes around and inside the box but mm-hmm. never taking a shot is just all that's going to do is let us finish with a 14 next to our name. Right. And I mean, I don't I mean there's these every every week on social media now we're getting all these social media posts, especially on Reddit, you know, Vermi's out, Jake Reed out, like we're getting all of these these calls and I I feel like I've been very clear on my feelings. I love Peter Vermees. I love what he's done for this club as a player, as a coach, I love him. At the end of the day, I don't think his system is adapting. I don't think he is adapting as a coach. And I think it's starting to show. Um, one of the most telling statistics I saw very recently, um, out of the last 50 matches, Peter Vermees has 55 points. That puts him in the bottom four in the league since in that 50-game in that time span. 
the bottom four in the last 50 matches. Now, granted, a lot of those matches were played with a lot of injured players, and I, I get that. But that's not good. I mean, because that goes back into, um, you know, the depths of the um, the 2021 season. Like, that's a good chunk of 2021 as well. Um, he's just not getting it done. And so, for me, I just... Peter's got to adapt or he's he's got to go. I just I I love Peter, but it's just not working. And I I think that's what it comes down to is just the system doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I definitely uh, am starting to agree with you more. Um, I think he's had excuses of injuries and all this kind of stuff to back. You know, it's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not adapting necessarily, but even if I was, you couldn't tell because I don't have all of my players. But, like, we are starting yeah. to get healthier. And granted, no, we still don't have 100% Polito, and we don't have 100% Johnny. We don't have Gotti back. But I was a little more hopeful with this starting lineup. You know, mm-hmm. he put Felipe in instead of Roger. Mm-hmm. Um, Felipe's a lot closer to Gotti than mm-hmm. anybody else. So seeing yeah. that lineup, I was like, well, this isn't Gotti, but mm-hmm. a lot closer than it is Roger. But right, agreed. That still didn't seem to help. Um, I I don't know. Maybe Gotti is able. Maybe that little the step between Felipe and Gotti is you know something that will make a difference. But right. But also Tommy looked gassed pretty much this whole game. Yeah. And I know we started off the, you know, the season talking about how Tommy's the only player that looks good on this team, uh, mm-hmm. except you know Remy Voltaire. But in on the attack, Tommy's the only one that looks good. Right. But the last two games now he's looked awful. So personally, I think it's time for him to start on a bench, and maybe come in and reset right. some stuff here. Um, but then, he, like he subbed in Janice for Felipe, I yeah. I did not understand that literally at all. That sub mm-hmm. didn't make any sense to me. Uh, no, and especially, I mean, especially given his history, and I mean, maybe this is Peter adapting, and we are getting mad at him for adapting. Um, I would have loved to have seen Roger. Um, Roger in thirty minute bursts is great yeah um roger when he comes in in the 60 65th minute is is awesome um but yeah john east for uh um for felipe, felipe. in that situation just didn't yeah. make sense to me yeah i agree i would have rather have seen roger come in there and mm-hmm. you know john east can sub in for russell maybe i don't know i realized the point he was trying to have russell play the full 90 which it was nice to see him play the full mm-hmm. 90 but still I don't know. That sub just doesn't make any sense. Also, Janice has played this year and hasn't done a single thing any game that he's played. Correct. So I'm like, I don't know why we thought, well, let's move him to a different position that's not his normal position. That'll change it. I, just, I don't know. That didn't make sense mm-hmm. to me. But and, and it's just that issue of, um, you know, Peter doesn't let any – he doesn't bring in any youth. He doesn't bring in any, you know, new players. We get some rare examples with Felipe kind of – uh, Cam Duke has gotten a few chances, but Peter is always going to revert back to his established lineups. Um, he's going to go with exactly what he knows. Um, and he's going to take the guy that is sporting fit over the more talented guy, which I'm all for, you know, finding guys that fit in your system mm-hmm. and finding guys that are hard workers. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just have to put the best guy on the field. So. Yeah, anyway. I, I don't know. Uh, the only other thing that I had down for here was um, a couple calls that I thought were kind of interesting. Um, yeah. In the first half, they didn't call that PK on Polito. I watched that replay. I know you were you, – maybe you did get to watch I don't know what the press box is like, so maybe you did get, actually get to watch replays this time, but I watched that 
replay on that non PK call on Polito like mm-hmm. nine times. And yeah. every single time I watched it, it would flip flop whether I thought it was a PK or not. <laughs> um, yeah. like, I, I you know I think I guess maybe that one the no call is accurate, but a call obviously or also would have been accurate. It was worth a look. It it was worth having VAR go over or having VAR come over and look at it. Yeah. Um, but then we also had one on Willie Agata later in the match um, where he does actually get pulled down, but mm-hmm. he fights through it and doesn't Correct. go down. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't get a PK, whereas if he would have just gone down when he got pulled, he would have got the PK, 100% would have got the PK. And honestly, we've talked about this before. I just think that's so dumb. It is. Like if you, you know, with with as much focus and and belittlement as people put on the game of soccer because mm-hmm. of people taking dives. You get players out there that don't go down, and they're actually penalized because they didn't go down, so they don't get the call. And exactly. in this case, it was for a PK. Like, he decided, oh, I'm going to keep fighting, and I'm going to stay mm-hmm. up instead of just instead of just falling over because he pulled me. Yeah. So it's like, well, we you punished should, a guy you for playing down. soccer. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I hate it. In this case, it costs us a PK, and, yep. you know, that's a bummer. But, mm-hmm. It is what it is. Let's. Uh, it is I don't. I don't. I don't have anything else unless you do. Nope. Frankly, I'm sick of talking about this game. I know we have a couple other things to touch on with it, but uh, yeah, I have a feeling this uh, next uh, segment we do MVP and MVP gonna be pretty quick from both of us. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and give me your MVP. Sure. Um, it's funny. I had a hard time picking both an e- both an MVP and an NVP. Um, it was kind of a hard game to pick because everybody was just mediocre. Um, for me. I thought that Johnny, I think, looked the best player on the field. Um, Johnny, a lot of offense was flowing through him. He was making good passes. He was distributing the ball well. Um, obviously didn't finish the chances that I think he, you know, he had some opportunities and there was opportunities missed to pass to him. But I think all in all, I think he was the best, um, the best player on the pitch for us. So for me, I think it's Johnny. Uh, I like that. I don't have a problem with it. Thanks. Um, I also had some trouble picking who my MVP would be, um, and I wound up being very irritated, uh, and I picked the kid that signed the national anthem during pregame <laughs> uh, because he was all over Twitter, and he was like a younger kid, and he, I mean, yeah. he, was, he was great. That was my— He was pretty— I, I mean, how could, how could I pick anybody else? Yeah, he you was know? pretty it good. Was, it was just disgustingly— mm-hmm played game so i'm going with the kid that signed the national anthem during pregame love it so who's Uh your uh nvp um my nvp this one's kind of um again it was kind of tricky because everybody was just kind of mediocre um everybody was mediocre in the offense so it's kind of hard for me to pick like i could say yeah willie should have finished a lot of the chances he had i can say alan should have finished a lot of chances like everybody should have finished chances but nobody played bad per se um for me, my default does fall back to Castellanos for allowing the goal. Um, I know it's a freak play like we talked about. I want to see Castellanos make an aggressive play on there in some facet or another. Um, the fact that he just backpedaled the entire time and just... I know he's playing pass. He just let it happen. Um, I I want to see him push it in the face. Um, you, you force a play out of Diego Rubio. You don't just let him keep running with the ball and then shoot. It's just... I think you have to force a play. Whether you force the pass or you force an ugly shot, but you you make him make a good play. You don't let him just have a shot. So, um, 
for me, that's it's just the default. I don't I don't blame Castellanos for. Um, I mean, he had a solid game overall, as as most of the back four did. But that's just where I put it at. Sure. Uh, my MVP. I couldn't pick just one. Um, I put the whole damn team played like shit and couldn't finish and got beat. So the there whole the whole team is my MVP. I there you go. I just think the fact that we were the better team and couldn't get a goal, which is the entire purpose of the sport. Mm-hmm. Like yep. I, I don't know. Sco- score some goals and we'll talk. That's fair. That's all I got. All right. So all right, let's move on to the rest yep. of the league and maybe yes, we'll please. be more interested in talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. There was some fun stuff that happened this week. So there was. Uh, who's one of your uh, best of the rest here? What's your first one? Um, I mean, there was some very. There was a couple of close games. There wasn't any like spectacular, spectacularly entertaining games. Um, the Chicago Minnesota game was surprisingly interesting. Um, there was a couple other close games, um, but a lot of like really dominant scorelines. I mean, you've got LAFC um, beat Austin 3-0. New England beat Montreal 4-0. Houston beat LA 4 or 3-0. Like, you know, there's some really strong results. Um, for me, I think the most telling results of the of the weekend was probably LAFC at Austin. Um, you know, LAFC is really showing how dominant and how much of a problem they're going to be this season. And, uh, you know, Austin is, they're ninth in the, in the West right now. Like they're, they're right on the, the brink of not making the playoffs. And a lot of people had them picked for MLS cup. So Austin's definitely not where we thought they would be. So for me, I think that's the most impressive win of the weekend for sure. All right. Um, I had pretty much all the same ones written down. Um, <laughs> The 3-0 for LAFC. The Revs won 4-0 over Montreal. Montreal's the only team that you can make an argument is worse than us. Yeah. Um, I think they are worse than us. They do have a win, so statistically they're not, but I do think they're right. a worse team than us. But I, I agree. I, I think I think they're getting the wooden spoon this year for yeah. sure. Um, Houston, boo, 3-0 over Galaxy. Uh, Seattle, 3-0. They handed uh, St. Louis SC their back-to-back loss. Yep. Um. And I did write, oh, good, Rui Diaz is back. Um, and he did score, so. Yay. Good. I'm so happy that Seattle's uh, attack got better. That's yeah. what they needed. Um, RSL also won, which is not fun. We don't like when RSL wins. No, we don't. Um, two notes that I had on specific games, though. Uh, Buanga for LAFC scores three goals. He had a hat trick. Mm-hmm. Um, he is on fire. I mean, you know, we were talking about Jordan Morris winning Golden Boot. This is another name that I think is out there. I think it's him, mm-hmm. Jordan Morris, and Tiago Almada. Um, that yep. will it'll probably come down to them. I agree. Um, and Kai Kamara scored both goals for Chicago Fire to mm-hmm. beat MNUFC, which is annoying because Kai Kamara used to play for us. Mm-hmm. So we can't did. score, mm-hmm. but former players like Kai Kamara can score. I think three goals in two weeks now. Correct. Uh, oh, and also, we lost a game this week to Chicago, and the scorer was Diego Rubio, who used to play for us. <laughs> so all these people that used to play for us can score, including mm-hmm. against us to beat us, but we right. can't score goals. Um. Yeah, well, we lost Colorado, but yes. What did I say? Chicago. Uh, I meant, yeah, Kai Kamara plays for Chicago. Yeah, Colorado yeah. is I who. Mean, 
Yeah, rip. sorry, whatever. I knew, I knew what you meant. I just didn't want us to get blown up in the comments from all the people that go to our social media pages and blow us up all the time. Social media pages? Oh, you're talking about PTW underscore pod on Twitter and Paint the Wall podcast on Facebook? Is that what you're talking about, Logan? Yeah, yeah, those. Hit us up with your paper mache questions. So, good, bad, and ugly. That's everyone's yeah. favorite section, or at least it it's is. mine. So. I am excited about this one because I have three very exciting ones. Well, let's do it. Now nah, we'll alternate like we always do. Hit me with your good. Great. Um, so my good, um, I want to take us on a small little history lesson very quickly. Um, we all know who the leading goal scorer in MLS right now is. Chris Wondolowski, 171 goals. Right. Number two, Landon Donovan, 145 goals. Right. Do you know who number three is? Yeah, but I can't remember. I feel like I do know, but I can't remember. It's Kai Kamara. Oh, that's not who with, I would have gone with. He is 142 goals. He's three goals short of passing Landon Donovan for second on the all-time list. Wow. Right? Who does he play I for again? <laughs> well, it's funny. So you look at the list on Wikipedia, and everybody in the like top ten has like two or three teams listed next to them. Um, Kai Kamara has nine. Um, um, but yeah, he plays for Chicago Fire. Oh, he doesn't yeah. play for us still? No. Oh, okay. His name is in the middle there. He scored 38 goals for us. Right. Um, he scored more goals for us than he has any other team. You know, 113 appearances, you know, you know all that. That's crazy. Anyway. I did not know. I That's not who I expected. Apparently, mm-hmm. I did not know. I was thinking, uh, I, I knew they still played, but I was like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know who it is. Um, yeah, he is the, um, he's the current active player in the goal scoring race. And nobody else is in the in the top eleven um, that's actively playing. Everybody else is well outside of the top eleven. Um, but yeah, uh, Kai Kamara in all likelihood will take over the second spot this season. Um, now he's still pretty far cry away from uh, taking over Chris Wondolowski. He's currently twenty nine goals short, and he's uh, been in the league for. 17 years now so it's a pretty big stretch to think that he would take the lead but still yeah but i mean if he scores rising if he scores 15 more goals this season <laughs> and only yeah. needs 14 goals again mm-hmm. I, I absolutely come back another year i don't i don't That's remember I know you said he's been in for a long time but yeah. he seems to be having some sort of resurgence here at the end of his career so that's true. Maybe he keeps. Um, I, don't, I don't think that that record is at all out of reach. How many seasons did Wondolowski play? Um, Wondolowski played. Sorry, I have to do math here because it's it's got first year and last year. It doesn't have the number of years. Sure. Um, Sixteen years, two thousand five to two thousand twenty one. Okay. So. So and this is Kai Kamara's seventeenth season. Correct. So yeah, if he if he can he could he, he could theoretically and mathematically hit that. 30 more goals sure. by the end of next season. So he'd only have to play, it would be a total of two more seasons than Wondolowski. Mm-hmm. He could totally do that. I could totally That's see that fair. happening. That's fair. In fact, I'm rooting for it. And I hope it's with Sporting next year when he comes <laughs> back. Because we're yeah, going to end up needing somebody who knows how to score. Because apparently our mm-hmm. attack-heavy team can't score goals. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all of that being said, Kai Kamara with a brace, uh, approaching on number two on the all-time scoring list. That's my good. I love that. That's a great one. Thanks. Um, mine is similar-ish. Um, okay. I went with uh, Dennis Bowanga. Very similar. Uh, he well, he has eleven goals in nine games after his hat oh. trick this week. Oh, um, okay. That does include two Champions League 
goals. Um, but still, uh, nine games over all competitions, 11 goals. Um, I also, f- I think I forgot to mention this last week, but or it was two two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He scored, uh, he flew back from, I think it was France. I don't remember, wherever he was on international duty. Uh, he flew back, landed at LAX, and went straight to the stadium and got subbed in the game and scored the game winner. <laughs> so, <laughs> love it. That, you know, that's, I love when that kind of stuff happens, but. Yeah. Uh, so he's my good for this week. I think that's, I think that's impressive. And also, yeah. can't pick a good from sporting. Fair enough. Uh, but easy transition into bad. What's your bad mm. for this week? So my bad, um, I'm just ignoring everything from the sporting game because we harped on them enough. So I'm going to ignore everything there because um, they would have consumed both my bad and ugly if I wanted to. Um, my bad. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, my bad is from the uh, Houston LA game. Um, so this is Martin Carceras. Uh, he went out in the 63rd minute with a yellow card. Or, sorry, with yellow card accumulation. Um, do you know what he did to earn his second yellow card? Took his shirt off. No. Um, probably the most stupid, second stupidest thing you could do to get yourself a second yellow card. Um, the referee was overlooking at a VR play, VAR play. He walked over, wa- was watching over the ref's shoulder, and then touched the ref, which is just immediate yellow card. That is an well, automatic yellow. Sometimes. No, no, no. That is... Oh, sorry. By the rules of the book, that is an automatic yellow. Um, that is supposed to be a yellow every single time. That's what I mean. But well, I see people touch a ref all the time and never get a card That's for fair. it. It should be, but yeah. Also, the refs have made it incredibly clear that going into the technical area when v- when refs are looking at a VAR call will also be an automatic yellow. They've sure. been incredibly clear there. Um, so anyway, second yellow, stupidest second yellow of the year so far, especially for a veteran player. You have to know better than that. So that's my bad. And who, who did you say it was? Uh, Martin Caceres. See, I have down here that, it, uh, looking at ESPN, it was Hector Herrera that got the two yellows and a red. Uh, no, Martin Caceres got one as well. Uh, he, that's for, he's for plays for LA. Oh, okay. I did, see, I do see, I was looking at Houston's uh, oh. thing. That Hector Herrera got a red card in the 90 plus five yeah. minute. I think he got um, in a fight. I don't remember. I, yeah. Martin Caceres, yes. Okay, you are right. Yeah. Um, I do also see here uh, that second yellow card to Herrera, Herrera, Houston Dynamo for a bad foul. Okay. So he got a yellow card, and then a minute later, uh, Douglas Costa, LA Galaxy, has shown a red card for violent conduct, so he also got a red card. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that his second yellow came in the 63rd minute, but LA Galaxy had two red cards that game. That. Yeah, that they did. That's crazy. Three in the whole game. That's crazy. I didn't even look into that, but I wonder how many red cards have been like in one game. That feels like um, three feels like a lot. Well, we had a game. Uh, it was a couple of years ago, I think now. Um, we had a game that had um, like 13 yellow cards shown or something like that and four red cards. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. We did. Yeah, two for each team. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, especially with two of these red cards coming off of double yellows. That just feels like a that's just not a cluster being, that game was. It's just not being aware. Like if you're a veteran player, you have to know better than that. You have yeah. to know when you're on a yellow and you can't do something stupid. True. True. All right. 
Give me your bad. Well, my bad is back to sporting because I hey. was really angry when I typed these notes. So, Perfect. Uh, my bad uh, is 18 shots, 31 crosses, 8 corners, 60% possession, no goals. I, I just don't. Those yeah. numbers don't make sense to me. Sure. You yeah, know, our expected goals was like 1.39 or something like that. Um, for this game, it was 0 0.8. Oh, I saw. I I'm I guess I they do change the stats later. I saw it, the immediate post game right after the game they showed the stats mm -hmm. and it showed. Uh, I was watching it with some of my family um, and my brother in law who none of them watch soccer. So they yeah. turned around and were looking at the stats, and it was just arrows pointing towards sporting for every single <laughs> thing, and it did say the expected goal was uh, one point or yeah one point nine or something like that. But that that could have been changed. I didn't read. Well, it and that may though. have been according to a different. This is on MLSsoccer.com, so okay. it may have been on a different. Yeah, and they, they again they may have they may have changed some of the chances, mm -hmm. and that changed the number. You know, yeah, who knows? I I did not look it back up because I didn't want to. Fair enough. Um. So that, that just. That's yeah. That's my bad. I dumb. I hate it. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to ugly. Yeah. So my ugly um was the uh, unfortunate roller coaster that the uh, the St. Louis SC fans have gone on, going from uh, automatically thinking that they're going to be the MLS Cup champions to um, very quickly being crashed down to planet Earth. With a uh, um, snapback to reality moment, three nil versus Seattle, uh, and really just getting dominated in every facet of the uh, of the game. I mean, they got beat on shots, possession, passes, pass accuracy, fouls, yellow cards, corners. Oh, so they were Colorado, except for uh, they didn't win. Yeah, exactly. So. Just, I mean, I think St. Louis got the benefit of they did play some weaker teams. They they got a pretty fluff start to the season. Um, so I think that this was an unfortunate crash back to reality, and they are uh, they're going to start plummeting down the table. I think. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. Honestly, um, that's a good point at the beginning, especially for the fans. You know, they're flying high, and then uh, mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, right." Uh, this is the MLS Cup, yeah. not the USL Cup. So right. uh, we have to play good teams. Yeah, they have. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize this until, or this would have been my ugly. Um, mm -hmm. But they, uh, in the last three games, they've been outscored eight nothing. Yeah, they haven't scored in three games, and yeah, they gave up four to. Uh, wait, no, I'm sorry, I read this backwards. They beat RSL four yeah. to nothing. Yeah, ignore that. Um, <laughs> but the last two games, they've been outscored four to nothing. Um, That's yeah, disgusting. yeah, they, I mean, they started the season, they played Austin, which we all thought was a shocking result. Turning out it's apparently not. Um, they beat Charlotte, they beat Portland, they beat San Jose, and then they beat RSL. So, I mean, there's a couple decent teams sprinkled in there. Like there's playoff teams, but there's nobody who's, you know, shooting their way up the table. So, uh, and then they lose to Minnesota and then Seattle. So the first two real teams that they played this season, they lost. So. I think that they're going to have an unfortunate snapback to their spot in the table eventually. Except for uh, um, on uh, May 20th, where they will probably pick up three points. Oh, do I need to look up who they play there? I don't think I nah, nah, don't bother. It'll just hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> give, give me your ugly. 
and tell me which player on Sporting Kansas City it was. <laughs> um, I think that my ugly actually was um, Sporting, mm. but I think I'm going to change it up because Ooh. I want to get off the Sporting bandwagon for just a little mm. bit. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give my ugly to the recent, and I mean probably last almost month now, since like the 14th of March, uh, performance mm-hmm. of the Philadelphia Union. Okay. Um, because on March 14th, they beat uh, Alonza FC in the Champions League 4 nothing. <laughs> since then, they have lost to Montreal. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I said that right. They've lost to Montreal 3-2. to two. <laughs> They mm-hmm. lost to Orlando 2-1. to one. They drew against us. They did win against Atlas in the Champions League. But then this last week, they lost to Cincinnati. That's fair. Um, and in case anyone forgets, uh, they were in the MLS Cup Final last mm-hmm. year. Um, but they also have dropped. This is actually the reason why I decided to change. I was looking at the power rankings to see where St. Louis is. Uh, mm-hmm. They dropped one spot to four. Okay. And as I scroll down, I notice Columbus Crew has jumped from 10th to 6th. Wow. Um, Minnesota United jumped from f- 16th to 9th. So they're looking really good. But then you scroll down a little bit further, and Philadelphia Union fall from 6th to 13. Ooh. So and then I'm going to go with that as my ugly. Their, their play mm-hmm. is just terrible. Just terrible. And then if you scroll a little bit more, strain your, your scrolling finger from having to scroll so much. Um, rehab that for a while, then keep scrolling. Uh, you will eventually find Sporting Kansas City somewhere on there. You know, what number do you think we're at? Um, I have not yet looked today, so I don't know the answer Just to this to question. Just to update quickly, there are 29 teams. Yeah. Um, I bet they're sitting us at 27. That's what I thought, too. 25? 21. <laughs> and we went up from last week. <laughs> now, granted... This is not, as far as I know, let me go up to see when this was actually updated. Um, yeah, this does not include our loss to Chicago. Oh, okay. So I assume we will drop. Um, it's which means it's still Colorado. More, but yeah, we went up. Um, yeah, after a scoreless draw in Philly, their two points on the season mm-hmm. have both come in games in which they didn't score. Sort that out. Um, but LA Galaxy, Miami, Charlotte, Colorado Rapids, LOL. Uh, Chicago Fire, again, LOL. Uh, Portland, Real, and Montreal are all below us. So I imagine we That's will fair. drop uh, quite a bit, probably, if yeah. not all the way to twenty eighth. I yeah, didn't, re- I, I don't so. remember how Portland did. So, but I imagine a lot of these are going to jump ahead of us. But yeah. Um, also, just for the record, we uh, still played Chicago um, this week. We did not, or we still played Colorado. We did not play Chicago this week. Well, you know, I was scrolling and I read Chicago. I don't know. Mm. I just keep saying it. Fair I just enough. want to forget about that game. So yeah, um, uh, no, but you do make a really good call out with Philadelphia. I do want to mention this, um, and we kind of alluded to this in last week's episode. Um, prior to uh, Philadelphia's game against Orlando, they lost two one. Um, the Super Park was a fortress. Um, they were on some what a fourteen game 24. streak winning. 24 win game winning yeah, streak I, at I home. I mentioned that last week about how we yeah. win got a draw against a team who hasn't lost at home in 24 matches before right. the week before. So yeah, that So, I mean, the fact that they, you know, they've lost well, they lost a game and then drew to us um at home. That's a big deal. So 
good call out. I like that one a lot because that's a you know that's a bad little run to the season yeah. for you to to hit. Well, let's uh, get to the last miserable part of this podcast, and uh, mm-hmm. then we'll let these people get out of here and go do I don't know whatever people do. You know. Yeah. Let's uh, look at next week. We do play at San Jose. San Jose is three, two, and two. Three wins, two loss, two draw, and they are currently sixth in the West. Mm-hmm. How do you think that game's going to go? And how many more goals will San Jose score than us? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, there's no reason to think that they're going to do any better, um, or that we're going to do any better. Um, I think it's going to be two nil. I mean, honestly. Yeah, two nil, uh, San San Jose. Okay, uh, I've got no problem with that. Um, I originally I did change my prediction. I originally had three nil, San Jose, mm-hmm. um, but I went in and it wasn't even really being op. This wasn't the part that was me being optimistic of my prediction. Um, this was more realism. Um, they I looked at their most recent like their last few games and they haven't really scored a ton of goals. You know, they beat Colorado 1-0. One, one then they lost to St. Louis 3-0. They drew with Toronto 0-0. They did put two against Toronto or Houston. And then uh, last week they drew with New York 1-1. So they haven't really been scoring a whole lot of goals. And if there's anything positive about our team, our defense is pretty good. Yeah, um, that's so fair. So I lowered it to two. And this is where it is optimistic. I am going to go 2-1 to one, uh, San Jose. I just think maybe we get lucky uh they have san jose has been giving up some goals so sure i think maybe we can put something together and put a goal and get yeah. a goal and that's fair and i i do think you're probably closer um the way san jose plays is a very aggressive um i as far as i'm aware they're still the only team in the league that plays the man marking system rather than like the zone defense mm-hmm. that most teams use um which is very effective until it's not right um it works very well until the moment that it stops working then it becomes a significant problem so um you know it's it's one of those where you're probably closer to the actual result than i am but i'm just being debbie downer here right now so you're nah, probably i don't blame you at all i mm-hmm. I, I don't feel very confident that we're gonna score and i don't have any reason to believe that we will score but it's really just looking at their uh you know they they tend to give up a few goals and yeah. you know I think maybe we can sneak one in but that's fair. Having said that, I really really hope that uh, we are both wrong and we pull out a win. Yep. Um, I do think it is entirely possible for us to win this game. Mm-hmm. It it is possible. We just have to I don't know figure out what we're doing and see these open passing lanes that are clearly there that we don't see until we watch the tape the next day. Or that they don't see. We see it because we're watching a bird's eye view of these games. But so I don't know. I hope we can figure something out and score some goals this week. But yeah. All right. You got anything else? Nope. I don't either. Only other thing I have. uh, First of all, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, We enjoy doing it. We enjoy knowing that you guys like to listen. Uh, If you guys will give us some feedback here on Twitter again, PTW underscore pod. On Facebook, it's Paint the Wall Podcast. Uh, if you guys will hit us up there or give us some reviews and shares on Spotify, all that kind of good stuff. We just want to know what you guys want to hear from us. Um, hopefully, uh, we will get credentials for these next home game, oh, next few home games. 
and uh, hopefully we'll actually get to ask some questions in the post-game interview. But if we can win, that might make it better. Maybe. We'll see what happens. So, But until next week, Logan, have a great week. Thanks, Steve. We'll see you later. Bye. Hit us up with your paper mache questions.